Hello, and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Zeiser, and I'm also an editor at Light Reading. I'm Pablo Tomasi. I'm a principal analyst covering private networks at Omdia. Hi, Pablo. Hi, Kelsey. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I um, uh, So, Pablo, uh, uh, you cover, you're, you're one of our uh, we, we should say straight uh, straight away that you're one of our uh, colleagues here at Informa. Informa owns uh, both Omdia and Light Reading, so we're uh, uh, we're part of the same parent company. And um, your uh, uh, recent report on 2022 trends to watch covered private networks and the shadow of 5G. And I guess my first question is, um, what is the change that's happening in private networks now that 5g is being deployed is it is it becoming a factor already well that that's a great question uh let let, let me get you know my uh my, my thoughts clear for a moment and and everyone wants to talk about 5g and this happens across all different marks and also in private networks uh, however let's be honest now uh, 2022 will not be the year of 5G for private networks. 5G will play an increasingly important role, but despite what everyone wants, <laughs> this is not going to be the year of 5G. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because what we still see in the market is that uh, private entity is good enough technology to address the majority of the use case. There are still a lot of uncertainties regarding what can private 5G actually do. Mm -hmm. uh, that LT cannot deliver. And of course, there are other uh, issues and challenges such as the device ecosystem and you know, a standardization that is moving but is not really creating that wide ecosystem. So these are some of the challenges. Now, 5G will still play an important role, particularly uh, because every, everything is going to be labeled 5G. 5G is going to become a marketing hook for any vendor, for any providers, uh, in order to sell their products. And their products, their services, they're going to be mostly LTE, but they need to have that 5G uh, sort of branding, if you want, uh, that 5G tag to capture the uh, the interest of the enterprise, to showcase that this is a, a product, this is a services solution that is forward-looking and that will address that, that opportunity that eventually will be brought by 5G. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the, um, I, I suppose, problems that enterprises hope that private networks will solve or um, what are what are they looking forward to most um, in the move to private networks? So when we look at the enterprise and what, what the enterprise wants, uh, the, the question per se is something quite simple. Like the enterprise can have any number of problems, any number of challenges, and they, they want a solution. And, and they look at different technologies and they look at different solutions to try to, to find the right answer for their question. So effectively, a lot of enterprises, they start looking at private networks, private LTE, private 5G, when one of the current technologies that they're using is not good enough to uh, provide a certain benefit. Now, the classic example that you know uh, we always provide is uh, Wi-Fi struggling in scalability, uh, in mobility and reliability. And when that happens, then the enterprise looks at other option, and one of that option could be private LT. Then, depending on the use case, depending on what they want to achieve, maybe they want to uh, improve the the connectivity across a, a larger area, or they want to have a more secure technology, and then they cannot. To deploy a private networks, so it's always there's always this very very basic thought process. Uh, what's my problem? What's out there? 
and then finding a solution that actually delivers on that problem. Yeah, it's interesting because there's there's two sort of um, you know inter- private networks and enterprise or in, and five G are kind of converging on uh, you know on a couple of different trends here. I mean, obviously the the hype around five G has always been that you know uh, it'll enable network slicing and that will allow enterprises incredible flexibility and, and service providers too in in uh, you know partitioning off parts of, uh, you know, of their network for, for specific uses, uh, particularly for enterprises. And then on the private network side, um, in your report, it mentioned that the, uh, 91% of enterprises, uh, and I assume, I assume this came from a recent survey that are looking to implement a private network in the next two years or considering 5g, you know, as, as part of that development. So it's a, uh, you know, the majority of enterprises that are, that are, thinking in terms of private networks are looking ahead to 5G. So it does seem like uh, it's the right time to talk about it. But like you said, uh, we might not be there this year. You know, this uh, private networks on 5G might not be there. And obviously network slicing is still um, in its infancy. <laughs> um, what What is actually moving the market at the moment? Like what are the biggest demand drivers? Um, you know, even though, even though 5G is off in the future, what's actually, what's actually selling right now? So, uh, you know, first of all, I 100% agree. As we said, 5G is into the future. Network slicing uh, infancy is, is a very optimistic way of, of, of putting it. Definitely, you know, looking a little bit a few years in the future. Maybe some of my colleagues will disagree, but, you know, hey, my two cents here. So when we look at private networks, what is actually moving Birth the market? begins at conception, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Absolutely. When we're looking at private networks, uh, so there are very, very clear needs that the enterprise may have. uh, And and these may be extremely simple needs. So having a better visibility uh, into, um, for instance, their own workforce. So connecting their workforce across uh, a large and complex uh, oil refinery, for instance. And uh, you need to have that reliable connectivity uh, because you don't want uh, one of your workers to enter into a, a complex hazardous area and potentially get injured. So you need to have that connectivity. And this is something extremely basic as a, as a use case, but it's something that it is driving a lot of the market. And, and effectively, we see private networks driving the first simple automation. So a lot of times in the in the tech sphere, vendors and service providers, they like talking about fancy use case, but the truth is that more often they're not, you're deploying a private network because you want to replace your notepad <laughs> with a smartphone. And effectively having that, we consider it basic automation if you want. So it's not going to be drones, but it's going to be literally get rid of the notepad and, and having that automation. And that is what is driving the market at this point in time. And that's also why, you know, if, if you have a private LTE network, that it's absolutely enough to drive that basic automation at this point in time. Yeah, that yeah. kind of reminds me of um, Verizon's uh, 5G private network for the Southampton port. Um, and just uh, as you mentioned, like the, the goal there really seemed to be um, uh, fixing the issues with the Wi-Fi network, um, having some dark spots in that port. So it wasn't, you know, anything wild like drones or robotic. Well, actually, I guess there were there were drone applications there too, but <laughs> you know, robotic surgery <laughs> going on. <there>. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm still scared of that. <laughs> you got to hold on, everybody. Everybody, mark on your bingo cards. We said robotic surgery and 5G. There we go. Let's write that down. Sales staff will be really happy. No, it's true though. It's uh, you know, it, it you know, Wi-Fi 
is is a great in office, you know, uh, in the building solution for most things. But the modern enterprise is not in the office anymore, and I think that's where I that that's where this gets really interesting to me. Is I I feel like the five G hype aside for a moment, and by the way, you know, I, I for those curious about the report, the what, what's interesting about Pablo's report is that it does address the five G hype in a very kind of pragmatic way, as he's doing here. It's like it 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 acknowledges that it's going to excite the sales cycle, but it's not necessarily going to be a technical reality. Um, I think in the in in the technical reality for most enterprises, they're seeing their their enterprise become more and more distributed, their workforce is working from more and more places. If nothing else, um, you know, LTE has reliable coverage, you know, the the most reliable coverage of pretty much any networking technology right now, you know, that you could, um, that you could have. So it's, it, private LTE networks do seem to be um, a big, uh, or, you know, a, a big, tool in the toolbox for enterprises now i guess i guess what what remains to be seen is like um you know is i guess what happens in the ecosystem itself you know whether uh, uh whether the demand uh how quickly the demand i guess shifts from lte to 5g and then what the what the difference in uh um you know applications ends up being once you once you pay for a 5g network um is there is there a uh, 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 I guess is is there a a leading reason to go to 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 consider five G this early on um, besides uh, just the the natural evolution of the cellular network? Well, the so the boring truth, if you want, about five G <laughs> is that and again, some of my colleagues may disagree with me. Uh, while it may not be that ultimate amazing experience that you know a lot of us are expecting it does improve significantly on sort of I want to say mundane aspect of what would be a priority experience so everything is is improved right maybe you're not going to get that one millisecond latency that a lot of people just just keep hammering about but you're still going to have a, a lower latency compared to priority uh, and, and in very simple terms if uh, private IT can deliver, I don't know, 20, 30 millisecond latency and private 5G can bring that down to, let's say, 10, 15 in a, you know, ideal world. That means that you are still going to have improvement in your productivity. So you still see those benefits. The real challenge that we see in our 5G, we have seen enterprises, of course, they want the new technology, right? They, you know, they want what's up and coming, they want innovation. Uh, the real challenge is that the device ecosystem is is not there yet. Is that is, it takes time for this device ecosystem to to grow at scale, and particularly for industrial environment where sellers is a new technology and where there is not five G devices that are tailored for those environment. If you don't have that that background supporting the deployment of the technology, then what? What are you going to do with a private 5G network and no devices? So it takes time. And, and we know that the whole ecosystem is working on this. But of course, this is like one of the interesting bits and pieces that's happening in the, in the wider telco world. So, you know, there are also other extremely interesting development that may take the the focus of, you know, chip manufacturing, for instance. So it will take a few years. 
Are there things that uh, service providers can do to, as they're building these private networks for enterprises, um, what kind of managed services, if any, can they offer um, as part of this? And then, you know, once the network is deployed, how can they continue to, um, I suppose, be a value add (laughs) to enterprises? So... uh, Communication service providers have have a role to play in this market. I mean, everyone understands that. I think uh, before thinking, yes, they can provide a managed service, and we have, we have seen various um, service providers already uh, creating, delivering their strategies and offerings around managed services. But the the big question is that for a lot of these service provider, it, there is still a little bit of hesitation. I think on whether to fully embrace private networks, whether to fully embrace private 5G. Everyone wants to be here, if you want to a certain extent, but how much you're ready to really push, how much you're ready to put the resources and the investment to make this a reality. That is something that uh, I, I think is a lot of them are still hesitant. Possibly because as we were discussing before, you know, the big, you know, network slicing uh, dream or, or reality is coming a few years time. So a lot of efforts may, may be dictated to, to capture that um, opportunity, which is based on the public net, which is the main asset the CSPs um, can, can provide. But they are looking at, at private networks, a few of them, and they are trying to develop their, their own solution. They're offering managed services. Their opportunity that they have uh, is to then leverage these uh, customer engagement, these new clients, to provide additional services, and that could be, for instance, a cybersecurity service. We know that quite a few service providers, uh, such as Orange or Verizon, they are quite keen to develop their cybersecurity offering portfolio and revenue. So if you're betting on private 5G and you're betting on cybersecurity, you know, you can <laughs> can put the two things together and try to drive those type of revenues. And, and that's the real opportunity for private networks, right? You have that, that new customer engagement and you drive additional services based on the expertise, based on the strength that your company has. Um, one of the uh, l- last question about, you know, about uh, private networks as, as we're, uh, for, for this interview anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> The, one of the other issues that comes up is obviously this isn't going to be an all, you know an entirely private network or or an entirely public network. Um, there's going to be a little bit of both, you know, that enterprises have to uh, manage, um, you, you know, so they're going to have some sort of hybrid network architecture. Um, how does that affect the service providers who are helping those enterprises, um, you know, when they're looking at uh, running a hybrid network and what sort of opportunities is this? Does this open up for them? I, this is one one of the biggest opportunities, if you want, that is open up for service provider. Now, the way that the market is at the moment, and we have some data from the service. If anyone is interested, yeah, you can log in onto the Omni site and, and download the report. Uh, currently, there is a preference to have a fully dedicated infrastructure. That's that's because a uh, fully dedicated private network. That's because the, the driver for the enterprise is I want control. I want the idea of control. I want to be able to decide everything. Now, when then we ask enterprises um, in the future who are yet to deploy a private network, then we see that hybrid becomes a much popular option. And, you know, this is because clearly you you make a few reasoning around, you know, control, but also, you know, cost, uh, you know, 
what do I really need to have on site, what I don't really need to, to be in charge of. And, and hybrid becomes the sort of natural solution, if you want. Now, when you start talking hybrid private networks, <clears throat> then CSPs become in a much stronger position. Uh, the challenge that, that I still see with hybrid networks is that well, they're not that easy and straightforward to <laughs> to implement. So I'm, I'm talking with a uh, service provider quite often, and it's not something that you know you can just you know provide off the shelf, and then it, it becomes much much more complex, especially when you start thinking of uh, large enterprises that may have multiple sites and may be active across multiple countries. And this is one of the key themes actually that I see for 2022. And if we need to have like one key takeaway from this call that the complexity of this market is increasing. We are moving away from one side covered by private networks, you know, to test use case and to understand how it works into a much complex, much more complex environment. You have multiple sites across multiple countries and multiple regions. And when you start thinking about that complexity, then you need a partner that is able to to deliver on, on extremely difficult solutions. And hybrid can be an option. But uh, as I said, it's not going to be a, a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a management challenge one way or the other, uh, whether it's happening in, inside of the enterprise or whether the service provider is taking it on, you know, as a as a as a fully uh, as a, you know as a service product. Um, I guess the vendors are also offering this as an as a service product, aren't they? Um, as, you know, I, I, I think a couple of the telecom vendors are sort of branding uh, private networks as like a, a service offering. We have seen sort of that as a service offering has been another trend starting developing uh, in the last year and that they will keep growing in importance. Uh, one announcement, a recent announcement from uh, a month or so ago was AWS uh, providing its private 5G as a, as a managed offering. And I think that, that sort of encapsulates uh, the ambition of different categories from the wider tech ecosystem to really drive this private networks proposition. And AWS and Hyperscaler moving so decisively into a managed private 5G offering, it, it clearly shows that uh, there is a lot of potential for companies in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kelsey, anything else? I think we can wrap up here. Yeah, thanks, Pablo. Appreciate yeah, you joining us. Thank you us. so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. And please do check out his um, uh, uh, his look at the 2022 trends in uh, private networks in the shadow of 5G. You can get that on uh, omdia.com. You'll need a login. I have no idea how to get it. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. Thanks. Thanks.